Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This week in League, uh, the Brisbane Broncos secure Kurt Capewell, guaranteeing him the biggest audience yet to watch him getting anal. Ivan Cleary to have prayer circles in his honour after he sacrifices his only son to rid the world of darkness. Conditions at Cronulla worse than anyone expected, with Sean Johnson voluntarily agreeing to live in New Zealand to get out. Plus, we look ahead to all the action for Round 16 of the 2021 NRL season. All that more this week in League. Welcome to episode 412 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. How are we doing, fellas? Great. How are we doing, Glenny? Great, thanks. <laughs> Glenny. Glenny. <laughs> this is just a, and I'm, and I'm Glenny. And I'm Glenny. <laughs> Hello, you guys. <laughs> Hello, you guys. <laughs> Jay, you didn't do your... Yeah, I know. I was very disappointed. Of course I did. This is something. This is. Hey, I, did. I didn't hear it. I'll, I'll have to listen to it on the files. But yeah, that's just the, that that that's like an inside. That's an inside thing that just happens when we're recording every week. And I'll and I'll do the you know, all that and more this week in league. And I sort of like, I like I try and string the, the the word league out kind of like um, like a clay. What's his name in in uh, the mayor from the wire. Yeah, the uh, what's it? Clay, what Clay? What's his? Yeah, and you're like she. And I try I know, this week in league, and then always you hear this when I'm editing. You hear this little. Yeah, that's the whistle <laughs> from stepdad. It's the whistle at the start of the thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I, I didn't hear it tonight though. So there. Um, anyway, how are we feeling, fellas? After I mean, it feels like I've just spoken to you guys because you know Origin. Yeah, we only did the show like two nights ago, and uh, yeah, not a lot. It's happened in the world since, but uh, it's good to be back again. Rona, it's always good to be back. Rona feels like it's uh, oh, coming yeah, back and flaring up like oh, that it can't can't, again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rona, Rona, being Rona, we're currently uh, in our come on. We're just we're just just entering into our second day of lockdown. I guess uh, you know chronologically, it was six pm to six pm. Yes. So we stuck. So we stuck here until the pub game. Well, on Friday, you Brisbane cunts are at this stage. Toowoomba, please, we're good. Well, yeah, you're not locked down. No, you must be locked down. Fucking right to your, right to the fucking foot of the mountain, though, right? Uh, yeah, with the Lockyer Valley, yeah, yep. So yeah, yeah. I thought so. Yeah. So uh, well, well, you know. Otherwise, I mean, who, you know, who really goes to? Anyway. They just figure there's enough disease-ridden cunts up here that the fucking who cares? They're gonna die or something. It's also it's also that like I mean I'm not sure what the statistics are, but I'm pretty sure probably in you know in the vicinity of fifty percent of the people who drive down Darren Lockyer Way die. So um, on that stretch of road, so <laughs> it's a good little security barrier to keep people <laughs> you know, potentially with Corona. I mean, you go, it just increases the odds of the, of the virus not reaching <coughs> the mountain. Um, yeah. Did you see for all the recent celebrations, like they had the anniversary of um, the Berlin Wall coming down? 
and they didn't have enough B-roll of the difference between East and West Germany, so they just took some footage of Brisbane and Toowoomba. (laughs) (laughs) And they just lay like, you know, Scorpion's winds of change over the top of it, and it's just like, oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that seems like a, that seems like the wall coming down. Um, <laughs> now, let's look at some news, and there's not a, there's not a, a, a shit ton of news that I really want to talk about um, this week, but uh, we can't really avoid the the injury to Nathan Cleary. Now, it's been kind of touch and go over the last couple of days to to sort of find out what the severity is, what it means mm. uh, in terms of time away from the game. Uh, and, you know, obviously, you know, Panthers' fortunes, you know, very heavily dependent upon him being in yep. the side. Uh, yep. It seems that at this stage, at least, we probably know more in about a month or so, but it seems at this stage he may be avoiding surgery, which would certainly end his season. And instead, he's going to be uh, working with the Panthers medical team for the next four to six weeks to try and rehab the shoulder to stave off surgery um, to some time in the off-season. So he's looking at returning anywhere between round 20 and 22, which is uh, obviously a much better scenario for the Panthers than... uh, Than having to, you know, use the likes of, you know, like Bert, Burton's, Burton's fine and all, but he's not Cleary. Tyrone May is not fine at all. Um, no, he's not. So it's a, as good a result as you can. Now, Cleary uh, dislocated his shoulder much earlier than I thought. Anyway, uh, in the 10th minute uh, of, the, of, the, of the Origin game, like I only noticed him struggling kind of in just into the second half. And, yeah, you know, not, not right at the start of the second half, but probably, you know, like half an hour you to go something like that mm. and um but you know he'd so it also probably explains a little bit why perhaps teddy was taking more of the ball was, and and also why the ball wasn't getting yeah you know was it a, an out and in or was it something that was had to be put back in because I, I don't know how i don't remember seeing or hearing i would have been freaking the fuck out yeah yeah i, all, all, I just remember seeing him struggling and you could see it was his he shoulder. was reaching for the front of his shoulder normally out and yeah. in or sublux is is um at the back and that's how that's how I did mine and but he was reaching for the front which is probably more more prone to having successful rehab to nurse him through. He's still gonna be in a fucking lot of pain and yeah, he's also yeah. gonna be prone to look, Pender's gonna do a good job of the rehab. There's that much you can be sure of. But he's yeah. He's a couple of fucking or, or, or a big knock, or a couple of fucking substantial knocks from from and, not having and will a choice. be targeted. Oh, of course, I mean, will be targeted. Of course, yeah. And the the thing is with that sort of injury, as far I mean, obviously pain wise, you know, it, it will it will hurt, especially when he's targeted. But in terms of like the the prospects of re injuring it. Mm. It comes in the. It's not so much a defense that'll do that, but what 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 will do it though is stuff that he does all the time. It's like that reaching out to score a try. Mm. Yeah. That sort of motion, that's that's the re-injury yeah. sort of mechanism. Yeah. Or if he gets, you know, if he's sort of out of position trying to make a tackle and he has to like reach for a guy, yeah. that's where that's yeah, where yeah. that's where the re-injury comes back in. And yeah. um, look, they can protect him in the line. I'm pretty sure. And I mean, it, and it won't stop him from making tackles. But I, yeah, I want like I think trying to score tries because that's what he kind of does. You know, like there's, there are so many times when he sort of tries to muscle over and just and mm. plant it. Yeah, and um. That might be the danger, the danger spot for him. But also Panthers. I mean, they'll they'll they've got experience in this. I mean, because what like Yo had the 
the uh, the same situation. Yeah, I think. And uh, the only problem is he also chose the rehab versus surgery straight up front yep. option and re-injured himself. Yeah. So yeah, uh, which so is probably that kind of you know, longevity. The like, likelihood of doing that in the, as a forward, especially the way he plays, yeah, is higher yeah. than half who can be protected somewhat. He's still going to have to make, yeah. make tackles and. Um, Problem is, like things like defenses and stuff like that are. Can like just very quickly on social media, um, I haven't seen anyone credible put a social media account up where they actually dispense medical advice. Uh, Can you please create a Twitter account called at NRL Bush Doctor, (laughs) where every injury, your your response to what it is and exactly how to fix it is. That's how I did mine. Well, yeah, just like, speaking yeah, from experience. <laughs> anyway, how did you do? How, how, what, what did you do? What, how did you do yours the first time? The first time, the boxing was a the boxing that was, was a injury, right? Yeah, you're yeah, you're yeah. already fucked. Yeah. Um, touch footy. I was right. uh, turned and chased, and uh, as a yep. speed as a noted speedster, uh, the person <laughs> I was chasing was streaking away. So my only option was to fucking dive, and. Uh, you know, clearly, I'm a competitor. I got him, got him on the boot, on the boot. But then, as I landed, fucked my shoulder up properly, yeah, and then fuck. then did nothing about it because you know, like full strength, come to poof, did nothing about it. Yeah. Um. So there was a previous for when they did the the MRI and the X rays and ultrasound and all the rest of it after I completely fucked it. There was like scar tissue and and um evidence of previous fracture. That I clearly just ignored. Yeah, but that's how I, that's how I did mine. That's that's when the touch footy thing. So I clearly went out and in, fractured it, went back in, and you're like, "Fuck that hurts for a while," and did nothing about it. But then, oh, so then, the, then when you did the boxing, in the one, boxing, it, it just again. destroyed it completely. Like, yeah, right, okay. So, good time. Yeah, that's how I, I did mine. Twice. And when and when, it, when and when you did the boxing thing and you sort of yeah you had that what you, you both sort of punched at the same time or yeah something so I was I was throwing it I was throwing a jab and, and he was out. throwing a right hand lead and just fucking boom flush on and and out it came oh and like and and at that point the fight was over right oh, I decided they were like are you right I'm like yeah yeah I'm good I'm good and I was like in my head not good definitely not fucking yeah. good but I had several people that come to watch me everyone's like yeah you're right mate you're right cool. And and then uh, calls us together and I come forward and I go to throw another jab and I feel it come like all the way out and all the way oh. all the way back in again. I was like, uh, I cannot continue. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, to his credit though, Nathan did continue after that sort of situation. So you know, a lot of credit there, Nathan Cleary, <laughs> for seventy minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and and, and 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 look, I mean, I'm not fully. It's not like he was doing door. anything dangerous. I was fucking in danger oh. of getting my face punched in. He was just running at Queenslanders. Fucking, he's up against. He was up against fucking Cameron Munster. I mean, he was practically in a in a fucking Muay Thai fight. Yeah. Um, and um, <laughs> with with obvious with obvious grappling fucking additions to the rule set as well. But uh, <laughs> and, and and also furthermore, Nathan. Wasn't getting to sit on a stool every three minutes either. <laughs> uh, so, uh, oh, is that the title of the episode, Bush Doctor? I'll take it. 
Is now. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Glenny. That's <laughs> no, at NRL Bush Doctor. <laughs> um, look, cast your mind back to last year, and the the Panthers had had a, a good run without Nathan. Like they were, they were without him for an extended period of time last year, just after lockdown. And Burton and Luai are a serviceable halves pair. Yeah, they're still a better option than than a lot of other teams. Like Brooks yep. and Brooks and Umbai or <laughs> Brooks and Walters or Brooks and f- fucking anybody. <laughs> Do we? Yes. Brooks and look. That's how I did. That's how I did look. mine. Uh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you have to go there? But, <laughs> I was just but, thinking, um, I, I, look, honestly, I was just thinking of shit house pairings and it was the first thing that came to mind. I don't, I don't know why. It's just, you know, I can maybe, tell you why. Because <laughs> Tiger's in decline, why? Um, Brooks yeah. and the time-travelling genetic combination of Andrew Johns, Cooper, Cronk, and you know, any, any other great half you can think of would still be shitter. Yeah. But the, the other really fortunate thing is for Penrith, the... The left side is where they're definitely the most dangerous. And Luai's command of that close to the line, obviously they're playing that style and, and a lot of their plays call for Cleary to go and link up directly with him on that side. Yeah. But that's not terribly hard for Berto to go and replicate. Yeah. Um, so does Burton go seven and or Luai go seven, Burton six? Not that it really matters, but... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It it doesn't. I th- if but I'm they're not going to they're not going to disrupt Luai to <laughs> mm. you know what I mean. They're going to yeah. If if I'm coaching that side, I've already got to pull Burton out of left centre. Mm. So I'm disrupting part of the left side. I don't want to go mucking around with anything else. Yeah, fair play. So I'd put Berto there. Stephen Crichton comes back into the left hand side, and so you you're back with that. You know, again, once he's once he's fit and healthy, Luai, Kikau, Crichton, To'o as a, a left-hand combination. But um, it's going to cost him in game management because that's one area yeah. of his game that clearly has really come on in leaps and bounds. He's yeah. gone away from every set being this gigantic midfield fucking Hail Mary, hope they drop it bomb. Yeah, yeah. Which you know worked some of the time, but on every time it didn't work, gave the other team better than average field position to start their sets. And he's really now turning into a pressure halfback that can control where the other team starts their sets. So, um, and the thing is, Burton Burton's got a reasonable boot on him, but I mean, there's like the nowhere near the intelligence behind that boot mm. in terms That's of it. how to use it. You know, yeah, it it it's a, essentially a, a shotgun versus a, a sniper rifle at the moment. Yeah. You know, both both of them will kill people. Both of them will turn heads into a milkshake. But yeah, the precision's a little bit different. I'm excited yeah. to see um, how Luai, with benefit of a couple of you know, with state of origin games under his belt, and and how well the side's been going this year. I'm excited to see how you know he takes on that extra responsibility with Cleary out, and because I think he's you know. Whilst Cleary is responsible for the the bulk of the game management, it's fair to say Luai is responsible for the vast majority of the energy that the team plays with, and you know that's still infectious. And I think if he takes another step up with that responsibility, 
um, it'll add another dimension to his game, I feel. See, I, I think with Jerome Luai, you, you're, you're looking at that like the normal progression of a younger player. Mm. I think one of the benefits of Jerome Luai and one of the feathers in his cap is he gives no fucks. Mm. He steps yeah. straight in the state of origin arena. And how many times have you seen somebody's first game with them a little bit overawed, maybe try and overplay their hand a little bit? Yeah, there was or, none of that. Or from shirk him. back and do that? He was just like, cool. I'm, I'm going to do exactly what I do in fucking clubland. Helps that I've got a bunch of familiar faces around. Yeah, me. and the fact that he's had his combination there and he wasn't like, you know, yeah. a guy trying to step in next to like, you know, Cooper Cronk and Mitchell you know, and, and know and now how and know how to be around the guy, you know. Yeah. I mean, he's just with his fucking, with his boy that he plays with every week anyway, so, That's you it. know, no change. But I think this just means he's just like, yeah, fuck, I still play exactly my game. I do exactly what I do. Um, and fucking you do you, I'll do me. Let's get it done together. Big big test, big test for my theory of fucking Jerome Luai being the brains of the operation <laughs> as well. <laughs> they better not fucking skip a beat. <laughs> um, more interesting, who gets a seven from New South Wales? Look, um, let's okay. For, before we even pass any judgment on anyone, I like in my in in my mind, you've got three possible options, and you guys might come up with other ones. But I think the three and possible options. Why is Cody option- Walker the best choice of those? Yeah, I don't think I don't know if he's one of them. I think you've got fucking menu log Adam Reynolds, yeah. great kicking game, goal yes. kicker, yep. game game management guy, who could probably fill the breach for a, like a, a pretty decent portion, provided yep. the rest of the machine works the way it has in the, in the first two games. Yeah, then you've got the the newer option, which would be Mitchell Moses, who yep. from from who is a a massive flat track bully. However. I feel this team is the team that can provide him with that flat track. It's pretty <laughs> fucking flat track. <laughs> and, and like, and also, and like, I've, I've, you know, I'm not a fan of Mitchell Moses. However, I could definitely get around Mitchell Moses that 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 aggravating little shit being with Luai and Toto and Fox and all these other guys that are just being disrespectful as shit because you can imagine that little mouth as well, how he'll be getting in on the Queenslanders. Yeah. And like, so, so I'd be happy to see that. I'm not sure if it's going to happen. The third option is promoting from within the squad, which means, you know, essentially making Luai the, the, the seven and then putting Whiten in the six, yeah. something like that. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm not a, I've got flashbacks to Whiten from, you know, from last year. And he's been fine when they've put him on when the game's already over this series, but yeah, I don't know. I, I just remember him last year in the centres. Oh, fucking nightmares. Mm. And like, yeah, and speaking of that nightmare, as long as they don't find a way to bring Gutho into like six and then make Luai the seven or something like yeah, that. Yeah, fuck. Well, look, looking at it, you know, you, you're obviously going to look at the table. Yeah. Parramatta are running third. Yep. And the Rabbits are running fourth. Yeah. So I, I, I think that fact puts credence to your theory that it'll be out of those two. I don't really think there's anyone else that's going to get up or, or that could get up, you know, from from the bottom half of the table. Who else are you picking? And this is the thing with Mo- Moses Moses and, and Reynolds are like, whilst they're not, I mean, they're not similar players to, to Cleary, but they feel they play similar roles at their club. So, yeah, you it. know, and it's just coincidentally like the goal kicking as well, which is you know not a not a, not a must have thing. I mean, but it's a it's a, a nice to have. Takes longer to get to fifty. Takes longer to get past fifty if you're only going up by four. Exactly. Yeah, you want to go up in sixes, especially in game three, especially <laughs> especially for the for the public to demand and, and expect a hand grenade. 
to, to kick Christ. to kick to kick five k into Mossy Masoi's fund. <clears throat> so looking so. at yeah, who else? The, the, there's no one else. Run down the like, run down the table and, and who is another New South Wales halfback that's even. Yeah, here's the fucking shitty thing. I could not, not sure, eligibility like, wise, but even just like like Jerome Hughes is a Kiwi. I know that much. Yep. Yep. Then you got the Eels and the Rabbits. Yep. You got the Roosters. Walker would be no. a Queenslander because he he's came Queens- down from he, Brisbane. He's Queenslander for sure. Yep. Um, Manly. Even if he was a fucking New South Welshman, you wouldn't take him. I'd take Luke Brooks before Daly Cherry Evans at the moment. You could just imagine Daly Daly Cherry Evans would do exactly the same job too because he's got a great great kicking game. And if he had a forward pack that fucking got back on side before the fourth tackle, he might actually have a fucking. You could just imagine Freddie just going Mavis. Mavis got those iron on iron on letters. We need a B and an R, two O's. A K and an S, Mavis. Just get Newcastle rid of don't have anyone. On. Newcastle don't have anyone healthy, and we're not putting that fucking. We're not putting Voldemort into the side. Um, <laughs> the dragons. Who's fucking Clune? Clune's not even. Close he's a kid. Already. Fuck him. He's not even good enough. He's not even good enough. Yeah. Even on his best day. Uh, he's not good enough for first grade. Barely. He's yeah. He's playing the for the dragons. Where's, well, well, speaking of the sharks, mm. Nico Hines. Let's pull a Queensland. Let's just get the the kid that's played fucking three games. Well, honestly. Young Matt Moylan, oh, put young Matt Moylan in. Does it really matter? Uh, Honestly, cow, Nico, I, you don't. know what? Nico Hines would not be the fucking worst move. I, I, you know, just for the fucking chaos of it all. Yeah, I'd get behind it. It's not going to happen. I mean, it shouldn't happen. No, it shouldn't. But imagine but, Freddie just coming out and going, you know what? Queenslanders, you're a bunch of fucking cowards. Yep. You had that golden-eyed beauty boy. They're ready. We fucking stomped on your moot. <laughs> I gave you the fucking fears. We're fearless. Here's Nico Hines. Uh, the Raiders are all fucking British. The Warriors are all fucking unfit. <coughs> no one at Newcastle. No one at Titans. No one at Tigers. No one at the Dogs. No one at the Broncos. Yep. It, it's literally only those two. It's Reynolds or Moses, unless you're going to promote from within. Yeah. And I'd like to see Adam Reynolds. Mm. I'd like to see Adam Reynolds too. What about you, Glennie? Fuck Mitchell Moses. Yeah, I know you say I know that. So that does that mean that you would you would favour Reynolds or you would like to see them, uh, you know, maybe have a car halves combination, just put White in the halves and. Oh, I couldn't give a fuck to be quite honest. Um, but I figure I figure Reynolds is. Don't the you most like logical. rugby league? Don't you, don't you? Don't you do a rugby league podcast? Don't you have a fucking opinion? Well, if you let me, <laughs> if you let me talk. Nate. You just said you don't give a fuck, mate. And then I went on to try and say that the but most logical solution would be Reynolds. Yes. Yep. And I think right. he fits in he fits in quite seamlessly and the team probably continues along the same vein of form that they've been in for two games now. My humble opinion. Oof. Yeah. Yep. Now, uh, the only other news uh, article this week that I sort of have here on the radar is uh, all COVID-related, with fucking morons unable to, to obey the rules which are put in place and protocols that are put in place to ensure the continuity of the fucking National Rugby League season in the midst of a fucking pandemic. Um, the latest one, of course, is Josh Dugan, mm. who... Uh, who went out and had dinner with a bunch of friends uh, last weekend after the level three protocol restrictions had been enforced on the players. So he copped a 25 grand fine and uh, the doggies. Expensive dinner. They got a, uh, 
Yeah, it seems like the doggies players. Um, I forget who the who were the, who were those puppy. Oh, here we go. Five players. So Dylan Napa, Corey Waddell, Sione Katoa, Brandon Wakem, and Aaron Shoop attended the Coogee Bay Hotel for some um, for some chocolate ice cream in the Royal Hotel on, in Bondi on June twenty. They Which all received, is a known fucking hotspot. Yeah, they received they, they received individual fines far 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 less than like the, than, than Dugan did. I mean, they're all sort of around between like uh, you know a couple hundred bucks up to five grand for big puppy, a big nuppy, and um. The club themselves, though, at the Bulldogs, they got hit with a $50,000 breach notice for failing to communicate the increased restrictions to their players. So this is not like players going out and breaking rules like brain-dead people like Dugan. They've probably thought that, that which is probably why their fines are, you know, like Shoop's, in Shoop's cases, his fine, his fine was $250. So that tells me that the, the players convincingly argued that they hadn't even been fucking elevated you know what? Into into a higher level, higher status of the protocol by if their I'm club. Fucking Corey Norman, I'm getting my officially fucking worst streetwear label in the history of the planet, and I'm doing a fundraiser, adding a D to the front of that to raise money to pay their fines for them. <laughs> and but for for those for those in the cheap seats who aren't aware of his uh, his, his uh, streetwear label. Oh, he he has uh, a a clothing brand, AK, called YKTR, which stands for You Know the Rules. So yeah. they obviously fucking didn't. That's right. Mm. Well, the players certainly didn't. Uh, it seems like the club did. And it's I guess the, the edicts come down with the biosecurity protocols from the NRL to say, okay, shit's starting to pop off. You know, Sydney's getting a lockdown, et cetera. So we're putting the players into the level three that we did last year. Yep. You guys know what that is. Do it. And it just seems like the, the dogs did not explain that to their players. Yeah, wow. Absolute pub organization. And I would like to put the blame, you know, without knowing the facts of it, I'm pretty sure it had something to do with Trent. 100% it does. Super coach. Well, tell me, in, in any employment situation you've been in, apart mm-hmm. from being self-employed, mm-hmm. every time that a group of people is gathered together, is it not the responsibility of the most senior person in that group at that event to tell anyone if there's been any updates or any important news come through from the organisation? That's usually the way it works. So have they not trained? Yeah. Has, Has there been no strategy session for this week? You know? Oh, and by the way, this, even if you haven't been told by the club, if you are the coach of a bunch of potential fuckwits, yep. then then do your job. Step outside. Go above and beyond. Well, this is the thing. Even if they don't... I mean, it, it, you, even if they're not actually there at the club and they don't have a session book for that day, then, the, then you're blasting like a, a group text out from the club to all the players to say, blah, 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 click this link for this thing, you know... Yeah, or, you know, check your email for, you know, we're doing this now because of this. And then making it a big dick Barry picture. To get it, yeah. <laughs> or, you're like, or, or like, you know, it's like a, it's a disguised short link and it goes to, and it, and it goes to like Rick Astley on YouTube. Something, yeah. but, um. It's only smells.
right oh round 16 games coming up Thursday evening we have the Sydney Roosters taking on the Melbourne Storm this one's been relocated to Newcastle and um, due to the COVID concerns in Sydney uh, the Roosters side Walker returns at half Lamb to 5 8th Manu into the centres Suali to reserves Tupanua returns in the back row Baker goes to the bench and uh, Kieran's out and so Ben Thomas joins the bench Freddie Lussick's dropped out and with these, all of these games this week, there's there is a degree of uncertainty because a lot of the times the Origin players have just been blanket named, and I don't think we're really going to know until that you know more clarity until the, you know that that next cut in the squads before the games. Yeah, that's but, right. Um, Stormside. Okay, so Bromwich returns the prop. Uh, Kamakamika drops to the bench. Uh, Big Nelson suspended. Uh, Booth replaces Harry Grant on the bench. Um, Kenny Bromwich returns in the back row. Eisenhuth's out injured. And uh, Seve and uh, Tepai Maroa included as reserves. So, what do we got here? Okay, so oh, there's an update on that squad there. So, after six minutes, uh, four of you know, a minute to reduce squad, 90 players. Cooper Johns, Jordan Grant, Marion Seve, and Tepai Maroa, they've all been cut at this point. So, obviously, we're dealing, yeah, dealing with updates that aren't actually plugged into the lists. Okay, so... Look, I still think, I still think the Storm. I mean, yeah. their their origin affected, but not in not in the ways that really hurt. <coughs> yeah, you've yeah. still got you know Jerome Hughes, Brandon Smith, Nico Hines raring to go. Um, wingers backing up is is nothing. No, you know, uh, really, really like Welch is the only guy, and I guess maybe Kafusi to a lesser extent is the only guy I'm really worried about. I mean, because Welch had to put in some work. But yeah. um, I still think the storm will have. But then covered. again, like yeah. in in the storm, yeah, you you look at that forward pack, and that that's one part of their team that it's easiest to, historically for Bellamy to turn into an engine. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you do this: run, get tackled, drop to your knees, get up, play the ball. Yeah, yeah, and I mean they're bolstered by the you know the the, the addition of Jesse Bromwich, which kind of which doesn't nullify, but it it makes up, you know, to an extent. For Big Nelson, you know, out out through suspension. So, yeah, that's it. I mean, he he's a big loss for them. But you look at the pack on paper, and I mean, it's still a formidable one hundred percent. It's a it's a one hundred percent representative or past representative yeah. forward pack. Mm. Yeah, and up say, against a, a Roosters pack that well, whilst they've they've had some very good games and they they haven't disgraced themselves by any stretch of the imagination. They they've slipped a peg or two. Mm. Yeah, you know they they've gone from being one of the the hallmarks of the competition in terms of what they achieve every week now to to really having to work for it. Mm. Yeah, and I think and, this and again like they're, too much. Yeah, they're, and their their forward pack their forward pack is great, and obviously Teddy and guys like you know Jay Moz and Tupo and Manu. I mean they've got a decent backline, but the thing the glue in the middle there with the halves. I mean they're young and they're talented players. But yeah. they're they're the players that are going to be absolutely game planned by Bellamy, yep, to try and remove any you know offensive cohesion from them, probably yeah. through a massive in defensive workload. Yeah, that's it. And they don't have a you know, a Brandon Smith sort of character to pick them up and put them on his back. I mean, Teddy can try. But I don't think he's going to have that kind of success that they're going to need. Yeah, through the guts of the storm. I think the Roosters, yep. even in their current state, are good enough to beat 
all bar three sides in the competition, Melbourne Storm being one of those. So I don't see him winning this game. No. Uh, okay, here we go. The uh, Warriors versus the Dragons, the pub slot game played out at the Central Coast Stadium. The uh, Warriors side, DWZ, has arrived and he's on the wing. Chad Townsend has arrived and he comes in into the seven. Uh, Ewan Aitken and Josh Curran are in isolation for 14 days and will miss this match as a result. Uh, Marcelo Montoya moves into the centres for Aiken and uh, Harris replaces Curran in the back row. Uh, Cosi in the back line. RTS goes to fullback due to the injury to Reese Walsh. Uh, Katoa and uh, Ben Murdoch Masilla are second rowers. Kane Evans a prop. Wade Egan returns the hooker and uh, Jazz Tavanga bench the dragon side. Sorry, you gonna say something? We we fucking missed it at the beginning of the show with that line. Yeah. So conditions at Cronulla are so fucking bad that Sean Johnson has not only voluntarily agreed to go to New Zealand, but he's also voluntarily agreed to play with Chad Townsend again. Yeah, but he's knocked though because like Chad Townsend's only going to be there for six months. Oh, is he? And then he's gone. To, then he's got to honour that three-year cowboy deal. Yeah, true. Unless the Cowboys get cold feet and try and. F- somehow force the Leaving issue to yeah. yeah and and you know I guess the, the, you know, the, I guess they'll have buyers remorse more and more as the season goes if the partnership between Dearden and, and Drinkwater progresses at all mm. um, at the Dragon side though uh, Dufty back at fullback uh, Sloan drops out of the 21 uh, Raul Lawa suspended um, Bird returns to the back line Beal to the wing um, Kerr to the second row Vaughan Prop and uh, Maguire and Fumiono uh, uh, their suspensions are over and they will come back. And so I guess with the re-inclusion of Josh Maguire in the side, does this then put the uh, Dragons at a disadvantage? <laughs> yes. That is the answer. Think think about all the teams at the moment. Yep. And, and across them now, apart from somebody doing something lazy or careless, yep. are there any teams that you think are at the risk of a sin binning anymore? And I know that, like, Magic Round, everyone was a target. There were going to be fucking yep. players going from everywhere. Look, I mean, Jack, seen- he- Jack Hetherington always has to be a contender, right? I mean, yeah, he's still he suspended, does. I think. But I think he's still, he's still got some time to serve, yeah. I think. But, yeah. <laughs> but the Dragons still go into this game at risk of playing with 11 players at one point in the game. Yeah. Be that Plus- as it may, though... I think the I think I saw the dragons. I mean, on, they're actually the they're the underdogs in this game, right? Uh, yes, dollar seventy one. The Warriors two fifteen. The dragons. And this is Thank after. You. I mean, I know. I know. We've. Had, I know it'll be a fortnight since we've had a game. Uh, by the time this is played, but yeah, the dragons were. They were. They were good. That game against Canberra was last start, wasn't it? Mm. That was great. It was a great fucking game from them. Yeah, it was, but again, like that—that that was a against the faders. Yeah. So the I've got the Warriors blowing out to two fifteen. Ah, sorry, the Dragons okay. blowing out to two fifteen. Right. Mm. I think the Warriors. I, I think the Warriors win this game. Why? Just energy. Yourself, sir. I think because of, because I think of the big energy. energy. <laughs> Even despite Chad. No, look, I think you. I think he'll want to make an impression on his new teammates. Um, I don't know that he's going to have a great deal of fantastic games over the next 
several months until the season finishes for the Warriors, but uh, I think he'll um, he'll want to have a big game, and I think the Warriors will have a bit too much energy for the Dragons and just beat them. I'll tell you what, you know, before the show, we were chatting about Ben Simmons and, and PR. Yeah. I do find it interesting that people like Chad don't don't up the PR on this. Like get in and just and really talk about. Oh, you know, look, all I want to do this game is do my basics really well. I'm going to be focusing on this, this, and this, and then just go out there and do it. Yeah, it's fucking hard to slag a performance, even if they lose, and if they lose terribly. If you've said beforehand, I'm going to really focus on my kick placements and starting our sets right, and you just do exactly that. And provided provided his kicks placements are, are good. Exactly. Just go yeah. go out there and do what you say. Oh, oh, fuck! He did exactly what he said. Okay. Like you wouldn't want, to, like he he wouldn't want to go out in the paper and say, um, you know, look, I'm, I'm not going to shoulder I'm, charge anyone I'm gonna, in the face. I'm going to smash it. I'm going to I'm going to smash it this year and and this year for sure. And there's no excuses. Yeah. No. If fuck I don't that. if I don't fucking kill it this year, like he wouldn't want to, he wouldn't want to do that, right? No. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. Memo to Luke Brooks. <laughs> Okay. Um. <laughs> Actually, I was, I was just thinking, unleashed. That was. I really enjoyed. Unleashed. Um, that's right. He was unleashed. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed how we just went over the the odds for that one. What What do you reckon? The longest odds of the entire round are. Um, don't, uh, don't, don't look. I've got the team list in front of me. Some just scan. Panthers are <laughs> definitely not. Um. Who are the Tigers playing? Seas. The rabbits. Okay, it's either that one or it's manly and dogs. So how's right. that, Glenn? Your company are the bulldogs in who people think should be the longest odds. My company. Are the tigers the longest though, or, or no? They're or not. Is, the dogs. Okay, okay. But I thought West it was the tigers are still. They're seven dollars to win the game this <laughs> week. Okay, well the doggies were about eight bucks. Seven dollars head to head. They're seven dollars, and, and they're resting. Yeah. No origin stars. That's because their That's one origin star was rested from origin two. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be better for it. It'll be better for the rest. Um, <laughs> ugh, fucking hell! What do you have to bring that game up? Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that game in a couple in a couple of uh, games time. Um, the the late Friday game, the Panthers take on the Eels, uh, and an absolute like this is a blockbuster encounter if it was outside of that origin period. Um, yes. In any case, it's still an important game and it's still going to be a good game. You would expect Cleary out, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, Burton moves to 5'8", Luai to play half, like, which is which changes nothing to what they do on the field, I'd imagine, or what Luai does on the field. Tyrone May in the centres. Staines uh, moves to fullback. Dylan Edwards is out time. again. Jesus fucking Christ. How many games has Dylan Edwards missed this year? How many games have we had? This will be 16. He's missed fucking Lots. probably 10 of those. Yeah. Uh, so, which sees Brett, May- Brett Naden make his uh, first appearance for the year oh. on the wing. Kickout mm. returns to the back row. Martin benched. Lanou drops out of the 17. The Eels side. Sivo returns from suspension. Uh, Roach and Hipgrave out of the squad. <laughs> when you're talking about players who you'd expect to get, suspe- to get uh, sent off, yeah. Hip- Hipgrave's Hipgrave another one. Hipgrave would be up there. I mean, the fact that he's been you know largely buried in, in reserves all season has probably saved him during this purge. Yeah. Um, Kafusi and Cartwright named on the bench. And uh, look, this is a, this, this is a, a, a tough game to call because whilst I do not rate the Parramatta Eels at all, and I've made that very clear, 
and uh, my, nothing has happened this season to change my mind. If they were to win this game, it still wouldn't change my mind because Cleary's out. So yeah. it would it would certainly fall into the illegitimate joy yep. camp. That's it. And I'm like, it's like I look. I want to pick Panthers if they can somehow replicate in attack the just the high energy roll roll on sort of thing, and like that's you know largely going to be a feature left to the devices of James Fisher Harris and and you know to and then Appy to you know give the service and and the left hand side to do a lot of the heavy lifting. I think. Yeah. Here's what's going to happen in this game. They're going to play football, but before the game, Penrith are going to come out there and they're going to sing a song named Calories <laughs> by Tyler Cassidy <laughs> to the entire Parramatta team. <laughs> and then that's going to come true. Right. How's Charlie Staines go as a fullback? Has he played a lot of fullback? Um, absolute fucking Ferrari. <laughs> yeah. He's fit this week. He's fit. He, uh, he he didn't want to end up on any fucking international Epstein watch lists by chasing the obvious fucking child playing rugby league that day. Let's hope uh, Junior so Paulo doesn't make any fucking length of the field breaks and embarrass the poor cunt and can't run him down. Um, <laughs> he uh, he he played Origin, so he'll be rested. I, I know it's an unfamiliar... Junior Paulo, named at 10. Prop forward, yeah. starting prop blanket forward. Named. Just and, it's not, and, and, and it's not... And given it was a standalone weekend of football, I think five days is probably a reasonable turnaround for Junior. I was just going to say, it's it's just a, a weird thing for you to understand. Origin plays being rested, not having any. <laughs> <laughs> so We're nearly um, there. A couple more games and we'll get there. <laughs> And then, and then you can unleash. Look, I'm going to I'm going to say Panthers to win until further notice. Yeah, Panthers to win, but it's it's going to take the halves to build some pressure a different way. Yeah, they're, they're not going to have the luxury of just easing into the game and and just coasting at their pace until the points come along. They're going to have to chase them in this one because Parramatta and, are going to come for them. And the discipline in terms of not conceding restarts. Correct. And just maintaining the possession themselves yes. is even more critical because they do not have Nathan to kick them out of trouble. Yeah. This time. Yeah. I think you're being yeah. very modest and I Sorry. think I think Jay, you're being very modest and I think Penrith are gonna fucking blow Paramount off the park. Potential score line, Glenn. Twenty four to six. All right. We shall see. The Mighty Manly Seagulls take on the Doggies at uh, Bank West Stadium. The doggy side. Okay, fucking let's see what happens here. Well, fuck, there's some ins and outs got... for the dogs. They've like taken one side out yeah, well, and put another one in. Because <laughs> well, all, all their guys went to the fucking, to the to the bat degustation at the fucking Coogee Bay Hotel. <laughs> so there's a bunch of players that have to sort of sit out a little bit. There's, so lit- you... there's literally a cluster called the Bondi Cluster. <laughs> yeah. And that's where they go. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, look, if anyone's seen the on-field results from the doggies over the last couple of seasons, I mean, there should be a fucking Belmore cluster because, I mean, that song's, that, sh- that, that, that fucking club's been nothing but a cluster in the last couple of years. <laughs> now, um, okay, so we've got the debut for centre, Fala Kiki Manu. Uh, we've got interchange players, um, Beyond Diodo and uh, Chris Patolo. They're, join- they're in, uh, all making their debut. Corey Allen returns on the wing. 
Nick Chotrick's out. Um, so the aforementioned Manu replaces Shoop, who's uh, stood down from protocols of uh, the COVID protocols. Flanagan is uh, the 5 8th. Uh, in for Brandon Wakem, who stood down for the COVID protocols. Patolo replaces uh, Napa, stood down to COVID protocols on the bench. Uh, Adam Elliott is out uh, with the, the, his cheek. And um, that's that. He's uh, to Pine starting the back row, and Stimson joins the interchange. Uh, Manly 1 to 17 as per the last round. Uh, yeah, we shall see if they rest uh, Turbo or not. Did you see that it wasn't uh, that. that that was almost like a. It was almost a like a syndesmosis or something like a. It ended up being really? like a slight foot injury that he sort of just walked it off. Yeah. But they're saying the only thing that saved him was the fact his studs didn't grip into the ground and start and holding the ground. The yeah. fact that he, the fact that his his foot actually managed to flip out is what saved it from being you know <clears throat> fuck a, a bad situation for his ankle. Um. So I was fucking lucky. But um, look, if so they are a manly fan, are you? Yes. If I'm in your shoes. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm upset if he plays. Want to have some fucking? You want to have some to newspaper side. in the front so the cunts if you're in his shoes. Given the uh, <laughs> given 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 well, the fact that it's like we played on Sunday and then and then we're playing on the following Saturday. You know, because there's a you know it's like it's a full week between like it was like instead of a yeah. yeah so so given given that with that being the case. You know, I'm not so concerned. If he had have played the game against the Cowboys after Origin One, which was on a Friday night after the after the Wednesday Origin game, fuck yeah, like no way, no how. But this one is just like you know, it's like playing a game on a Sunday one week and then on a Saturday the, the following week. I mean, that's no, that, you know, that's no issue, um, provided provided that there is no sort of carryover or risk associated with the the um, the knock he took in in the second half there. Um, <coughs> This is obviously a must-win game, but also with the Storm playing the Roosters and the potential that the Storm could, you know, yeah, they could theoretically put a score on. This, if we can put a score on the the, the doggies, this actually means you know jumping up a spot on the table at the expense of the Roosters. So you know, it's an important game. Uh, obviously, you've got to beat these absolute fucking shit teams, and it is a good chance to really you know to to boost your for and against. Um, Mainly one dollar and seven cents. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> Just fucking close the betting. Why bother? <laughs> so look, I I I just want I just want the two points. Win by field goal. I don't care. But hypothetically speaking, if they were to to put over sixty on a Trent coach team, yeah, obviously that you know, I will absolutely beat my penis like I like beat Tina. <laughs> so <laughs> now, do you have anything to say on that one, Glennie? It's becoming. Are a you th- good? It's becoming a thing. No, man, it is becoming a thing. Manly boys. I'm finding I'm doing it automatically fucking, now. Fucking thousand. Um, oh, fuck me. Still, I'm still not at your game. Is that going to say the best? Gone from Glenny? I've gone from Greg to Glenny. <laughs> fucking within the space of a few weeks. Greggy. Greggy. You can't. Canberra Raiders take on the Titans in Canberra. The uh, Canberra Raiders side. Croker returns. Um, Sutton and Soliola swap back to lock and bench respectively. And uh, the Titans side. Uh, Brimson returns at fullback. Jaden Campbell drops to uh, reserves, or like out of the 17, I should say. Um, 
Thompson's back, which sees Mazu out of the uh, out of the twenty-one altogether. So I guess the Titans will perform much better now. They don't have any Gregs in the seventeen. Um, Proctor returns from suspension in the back row. Stone goes to the reserves. Firmer and Lasoni return to the bench, and uh, Rain push back the reserves. And Whitbread's out of the twenty-one altogether. Uh, and given that you know Fafita and uh, and and Big Tino did two fifths of fuck all on Sunday night, they'll be fresh. I'd imagine they'll be fresh yeah. and ready to go. Um, Flip a fucking coin. Like, two of the most how-the-fuck-do-you-tell-what-they're-going-to-produce sides mm. I've, I've almost ever seen. So I'm surprised. I guess <laughs> in, in, Canberra at home, they're, they're you know, fifty favourites, but uh, with the Titans at 260, I'm, I'm surprised that there is that even that much of a disparity between the two of them. The reason why there's a disparity is because the Titans tackle like fucking three-year-olds, as evidenced yeah. in their last start. The Raiders can kind of play the the sport of rugby league. They just can't play it for 18 minutes. And the time they do play it is usually, you know, in the first 30. So what happens when you get a Titan side that can complete a game almost at 100%, certainly complete a first half at 100% and have a, you know, reasonable margin against a team that often builds a reasonable margins mm. in the first 30 minutes and sometimes squanders them or mostly squanders them in the last 10 minutes for the yeah, half. Right. Neither side can play a second half. The only thing in the in the favour of the Titans is that they did put that that classic second half in against the Roosters to nearly snatch that game a couple of yeah, weeks back. True. Uh, the Raiders haven't played a second half. Well, they no, they did. Did they play second half? Oh yeah, against the Doggies at Magic Round. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> Man, I don't know. I mean, sure. I'm assuming the Raiders are going to win. I mean, the Raiders beat up on the Broncos and thought they were the second coming again. So I assume that this is a similar situation. They'll beat up on the Titans and get some belief out of it, or I don't know. The the kid on debut. At the back for the Titans? Yes. Um, I haven't seen him before, but I've heard some raps on him. It's not yes. a, he's not another one like, of Preston Campbell's kids, is he? Like, hey, no, it's... Um, hey, hey, Richard Blumkin. Branson's kid, isn't it? Hey, 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 Blumkin <laughs> is his name. Uh, and, and I'm excited to see what he can do. Raiders at home for me. Is this... Is this, is, this is, would be... I'm just looking at this Titan side... It's more or less pretty much as this is it as full strength as they get. I think so. That's about their full strength lineup. Wouldn't I mean maybe yeah maybe uh, I mean it's, you know it's, it's hard to see a sign a sign that has Aaron Clark in the nine and think that that could be their first full strength side. But you know, welcome to the Gold Coast. Yeah. Um, smooth Corey back though. Well, they're smooth. You know, who was their best player before he <laughs> before he was out? Yeah. So uh, yeah, who knows? Look, I think the truly the Raiders are going to win, but watch the Titans storm home and put thirty on in the second half to win by two. Mm. The Knights take on the Cowboys in Newcastle. The uh, Knights side welcome back, Kalen Ponga, like they were to welcome him back last week and the week before. Uh, before he was withdrawn. So we'll see if he actually fronts up there on the day. Um, who else have we got there? Man moves to centre. Jones back to the bench. Jack Johns to the reserves. Taking on the Cowboys. What are the Cowboys doing? Wow, 1-17 to unchanged from last round. Honestly, they should drop Kyle Felt just for fucking how bad he plays for Queensland. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Although, what, what's happening with fucking Ming the Merciless's COVID exposure. I just think they're going to be uncoached this week. He uh, he t- he returned a negative test, but he still has to isolate. 
I so think. here we see the, one of the one of the first examples of a team with with no coaching to see if it's actually worse than them with coaching. Yes. Jesus Christ. Okay. A team with no this coach an against should... an Adam O'Brien coach team. So two teams with no coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like that Spider-Man meme. Like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> My belief in the Cowboys is shaken. Yeah. After Manly destroyed them so badly without Tommy. I mean, that's got to shake any team's resolve. Um they did sort of come back and, and you know try and make a game of it the, the next week and almost did one of their classic you know come back pull the game out of the fire things but the Knights it's just so hard to pick these these games when you don't know if the the, the naming is just so so fucking arbitrary and you just don't like is Ponga actually going to front up this time mm. you know I guess you know, it, of interest is if the Clifford and Pierce combination can actually become something yeah on paper uh, that night so it doesn't look doesn't look too bad. Certainly, worse sides on paper in the competition. Um, yeah, I think if if Ponga plays, I think the Knights will win. Yeah, I mean, I, you'd have to favour the Knights under any circumstances. But if Ponga doesn't play and and things fall a certain way, then you, you know the Cowboys could pull out one of those high scoring games where they, you know, just get over the top in the end. Mm. Yeah. Fuck. The Broncos take on the Sharkies at Suncorp Stadium. Uh, I guess we'll have to see what happens for fans in that game because we are locked down until Friday, 6 p.m. This game takes place on Sunday afternoon. And they don't get too many Sunday afternoon games, the the old Broncos. So Mm. um, hopefully people can get out to that game. Uh, The Broncos side, watch their fucking losers in, in in the flesh. Stags back at center. Oh, crooked dick. Um, so Arthurs gets pushed pushed to the bench. Uh, Isako and Oates are the wingers, with uh, Cobbo and Xavier Coates both out. Um, Tavita Pangai Jr. is suspended, so uh, Rabadi starts in the back row. Flegler moves to lock. Asiata's out, uh, with Palacio replacing him on the bench. Um, Brady Croft into seven, replacing Carmichael Hunt, with Gamble moving to 5 8. The Sharky side, unchanged, 17. However, um, in the overall squad, you have uh, Hurotti replacing Townsend because uh, Townsend don't live there no more. Milford, do, do we touch at this point on the Broncos losing four first graders in one training session? We didn't talk about it, but let's, let's talk about it now. Well, we don't need to talk about it, but fuck, what what an absolute meme club. Yeah. I love it that they, that, that they, they sacked the conditioning guy and then you've got State of Origin, and then you've got this next game coming up, and they and so whoever's running the session now just fucking butchers them, and four guys get injured. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, if you if you thought that the conditioning guy or the performance, whatever it was, if you think that he was the problem, think again. <laughs> because... it, it would seem that there are other problems. <laughs> uh, yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, look, sharks by plenty. The sharks, the sharks are playing okay at the moment, and I don't know if they're playing at that level of okay that's going to get them over the top four to six sides in the competition. But they are playing plenty okay to beat anyone in that bottom ten, you know. So I'm going to say Sharkies probably yeah. by plenty. Yep. 
So it's like the, Bron- the, the Broncos, they're at that stage now where it is just, they're low on troops, which follows up being low on confidence for months. Mm. I don't see this. I don't see any light <clears throat> in the tunnel. Well, like there's no, it's not like they're waiting for, I mean, this, this, this game, I guess it's Tony Staggs comes back. He's like the only bright spot in this game for them. Mm. Yeah. And despite the money that they're paying him for next year, I don't think he's going to be able to get them up because historically speaking, getting things up hasn't really been his forte. <laughs> oh, I love it. Tigers, we're here. Finally, finally, Glennie. West Tigers <laughs> take on a- South Sydney Rabbitohs. You are a cunt, at sir. Le- at, at Leichhardt Oval, where, again, they'll play in front of no fans. Is that a COVID thing or is it just because no one's going to show up because the last last time they played? I was going to make a crack about Leichhardt attendance and stuff, but when they do actually get there, because they play in like fucking 16 different grounds, when they do actually front up to Leichhardt, they do get good crowds. <laughs> so True. Uh, the Tigers. Okay, Tigers. So 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 Dewey goes into the centres replacing Talau. Um, Seafarth starts in the lock uh, and uh, they've benched off a Hengao. McKaylee replaces Tom Amoni on the bench. Uh, and the Rabbitoh side. Okay, so Benji returns to the bench after missing uh, last round for the joyous occasion of birth of a child. Uh, who else we got here? So Cellular starts for Totola at prop. Knight joins the bench. Uh, Mogo and Margo appear on an extended reserves list. And I guess we're going to have to wait and see what happens with Origin, guys. But at this stage, Latrell, Gagai, uh, Cook and Co., Camari, uh, they're all listed mm. to play Jai Arrow. Um, so look, I don't like your chances, Glenn. I'm going to be just being, just being realistic, especially <laughs> Latrell Mitchell. Can you just imagine if he comes in origin style? Can you imagine what he's going to do? I th- Look, it pains me to say, yes, yes, Nathan, I can actually imagine what he will do. And Adam Reynolds, with the ability to combine with Damian Cook and Cameron Murray and Latrell Mitchell, thus proving his credentials to take over the now vacant New South Wales 7 spot. What better audition could someone have? Than using a training using several of the weapons from a tr- use, having a game using several of the weapons that he will combine with in the game situation for Origin if he gets the if he gets the role. Look big to- game from big game from menu log. I think he's going to probably uh, score a truckload of points and uh, and, and <clears throat> win himself an Origin jersey. Can I point out? I would love also for the opposite to happen. I cannot think of anything I'd enjoy more in this game than a whole bunch of people on social media somehow getting in touch with Luke Brooks and pointing out to him that this is his shot. If he can outplay Adam Reynolds in this game, he's guaranteed an origin jersey. He deserves it. Because there is there is nothing greater than watching Luke Brooks in a situation where there is a risk of him trying too hard. <laughs> can I tell can I tell you can I tell you something? If we're breaking down the odds and and you know the likelihood of certain things happening uh, and certain outcomes happening, 
I don't want to put a number to it, so I'll give you an example. Moses Umbai has a better job of winning the New South Wales halfback jersey <laughs> than Luke Brooks. <laughs> and I'd like to point out that well, Moses Umbai yeah, no, is not eligible to play true. for New South Wales. Because we've, we've seen how good QRL is at filling out paperwork. Yeah. So he's probably not eligible to play for Queensland anyway. <laughs> and yet, despite that, he's got a better chance of becoming the New South Wales 7. Glenn... Give you give him, we got a lot we got a lot of Tigers fans that listen to this show. We've got a lot of Tigers friends that are our friends. Um Is there a candle that you can light here? Is there some sort of small measure of hope or Look, a path to victory that you can see here? It's i f I'm clicking a flint. I'm clicking the flint to try and light a candle, but I think it's the fucking gas burner whereby I set myself alight. Because to say that I'm not fucking confident that the Tigers won't have 60 put on them, again, would be a fair understatement. (laughs) (laughs) There was this, there was not all that, uh, not all that many weeks ago where I looked at this span of four games where we had Penrith and Para, Melbourne and Seas. And I, I looked at it and I thought, tell you what, if we skip through there and win three out of four, two out of four, so you know we can, we'll go into the bye. Uh, we'll have, We're on here, boys, and and it's just <laughs> priming. We're just primed and prepped and ready, like a thoroughbred, going into the bye after scooping three out of four of these games, two out of four. And uh, come back from the bye, and, and we make our run. We make a charge for finals mm. glory. And it started, it started okay. There was an illegitimate, joyful victory over a severely depleted Penrith Panthers outfit. Then there was the Parramatta game, which we've already discussed on this show. Then there was the Melbourne game, which we've already discussed on this show. And then there's this game... Which I feel like we've gone to great lengths to already discuss what the potential result may be. <laughs> so my three out of four or my two out of four is looking pretty fucking ordinary, and we might be one out of four with an aggregate of a fucking lot to not very much. So I'm I'm fucking nervous about what the bunnies what what Latrell Mitchell in particular, buoyed by a great victory. Uh, that he had in State of Origin and, and played extremely well. Very concerned about what he could do to the Tigers. Look, I, I read a story recently about a civil war in uh, in an African nation where where tradition was that that part of of losing or, or being captured essentially meant you would be uh, raped by the the winning soldiers which is a, hor- a horrible, horrible thing to happen to anybody. Um, but Well, hang actually... on a sec. None of those soldiers ever played for the West Tigers. So it could have been worse. No, they didn't. <laughs> they didn't. And you may think that where I'm going with this is um, that the, the gaps in the West Tigers' defence were bigger than these losing soldiers' assholes <laughs> after they were done, but that's not where I'm going. What actually ended up happening 
was that apparently one thing that Victoria's soldiers in Africa are very poor at is taking turns. And so instead of forming a line, uh, if if there wasn't an available orifice for them to, to pleasure themselves in, uh, they would actually just create one somewhere on the body with with knives, machines, bayonets, you know, whatever they needed to do. Um, I feel this is what's going to happen to the West Tigers in this game. That's yeah. too soft on you've given me in uh, in the space of an hour, they're, Jay. They're, they're, I really appreciate that. Will be, will, be, will be broken open in new and creative ways is what you're saying. <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs> First item on the mailbag this week, and I had to make sure I pasted it into the document because it's so rare. We had a comment on the show notes of the last episode on the website, oh, which oh. happens like once every two years, maybe. Well done. Um, and from a, a familiar name to us, Lambretta, I guess he just uh, he needed more characters than Twitter provided. Mm. Question for Real Dad. Dear Glenn, in episode 409, Jay asked you why you still, why you still follow the West Tigers in spite of all they do to you. Your response is, you still love them because of loyalty. The six-year-old you probably made the decision to follow the Magpies, so I was wondering, what other decisions did you make as a six-year-old that you still use to guide your decisions in life? <laughs> Do you have the world's largest Thomas Tank Engine collection? Or perhaps you're more of a He-Man fan? One last question. Do you love He-Man? As, as you believe changing teams is acceptable when you relocate states, is there a reason you didn't take the option when the Magpies exited the comp? Or was the lure of a lifetime of following a team destined to never make the finals too great to pass up? <laughs> Yours sincerely, Lambretta. Well, first things first, Lambretta, you've actually proven yourself to be far more of a cunt than I ever thought you were. So congratulations <laughs> to you. Um, <laughs> I got a revelation. Going to his question, you know, when you were six, you know? Do you, do you still, like, get three days out of a pair of undies? <laughs> Forwards, backwards, inside yeah. out. Yeah, fucking oath. Why not? Um, look, you make a very valid point. I will say when the um, when the Magpies merged with the Tigers and, and the West Tigers were created, um, there's obviously a large section. It still is to this day a large section of the Western Suburbs Magpies fan base that... Uh, was very vocal in their displeasure of the, the merger and, and all that it brought with it. But I was actually excited. I was like, wow, this is, uh, you know, it's still representing Wes and the Magpies and they're not dead altogether. And this is uh, this is something I can get behind. It's new, it's fresh. It's got uh, a little bit of the old nostalgia. Um, the Wes history is still there. Uh, for me to cling to, which I still do to this day. But, look, in hindsight, would have been fucking easy just to go, look, Penrith's probably the closest, uh, the, the, you know, the next the next option for me. Geographically which, speaking. Oh, geographically, I was born there. Well, also, where, you know, where were you born, to, Glenn? 
Uh, I was born in uh, Penrith Hospital, Nepean Hospital. Yeah, okay. Mm. Yep. Yep. Uh, did spend a lot of time at uh, Penrith Park. Not, um, you know, even just oh, we watched a lot of fucking football when I was growing up. So um, my dad lived in St. Mary's. So quite often if we, you know, Tigers, uh, the Tigers and Magpies might, uh, you know, be playing on the on the Sunday or whatever and we'd catch a, catch a Penrith game on the weekend or if the Magpies were playing too far away, we'd, we'd go and watch the Panthers as well just to, to catch footy together. But <sighs> decisions I made when I was six that I still cling to to this day, I think that is the only one, thankfully. <laughs> right. Um, next one. Let me go to the uh, the mailbag here. Uh, Ryan. So this is this is timely. He said, uh, "Is Glennie okay after the Origin recap?" <laughs> Glennie. This motherfucker's caught on too. Ah, uh, yes, I'm fine. Thank you very much for asking. That's, that's nice. Uh, Ryan says, after Latrell Mitchell's performance in his origin, will the media now cease writing all those annoying articles about his lackluster performances, inability to be a fullback, and other crap that just ended up being hot air, etc.? Was it really hot air, though? Oof. Jeez. I guess um, you'll fucking you'll you'll find out on fucking Sunday, I will, won't but you, lad? It doesn't like he had he's had two fantastic games, but there was. A period there where Latrell Mitchell, by his own admission, had lost his passion and and drive to to play the game, and it showed in his performances on the field. Did two good games at Origin and and you know and a solid season this year so far doesn't erase that from history. It is. It was. It happened. No, it doesn't. But I I would prefer to celebrate a, a young man, especially a young Indigenous man, who was obviously grappling with some personal demons, really struggling to understand not only his place within his clubs and, and teams, but his place in the world. Yep. Uh, who was you know, unceremoniously dropped from a rep team and quite publicly shamed for his attitude and, and his performances in camp. Now, look at the other example of who that happened to was David Clemmer. Mm-hmm. Never been and the same. And one of those players has come back and I assume under the guidance and, and mentorship of Wayne Bennett. Yep. You know, and, and if you listen to what Latrell says, also other you know, leaders in his community and has reinvented himself as a, a, a much more humble player and a much more hardworking player. And Clem's in representative purgatory. Mitchell's comments after Origin Two was was a great example of of what you of what you just said. He he was very humble, very spoke very passionately about his teammates and the coaching staff yep. and and what they've um, what they've done and you know what that game meant meant to him. I don't think a season or two ago um, that you would have got those sort of comments out of Luttrell. So um, I was quite impressed with how he spoke after after the game. Yeah, hundred percent. And and I am one hundred percent on for growth and change. 
anywhere, especially in sport, for somebody to look at themselves and go, because I am deficient in this aspect, doesn't make me a poor person. What makes me a poor person is not working to fix it. <clears throat> and you yep. can see that Latrell has fixed the attitude. Yep. Now, unfortunately, that means to answer the question, no, there will not be a cessation to the fucking shit hits that he gets written about him every week. Why is that? And why is that, stepdad? Because they fucking survive on clicks and outrage. Exactly. Now, he's polarizing for a number of reasons. One of them is that he's an indigenous player. Yep. And there are a bunch of people who let their own fucking personal, you know, um, bigotry cloud how they view sport and cloud how they view performances. Are you saying no one so, clicks on articles about David Clemmer? Because you would be right. Well, you know, here's the thing. You, you write an article about how David Clemmer's um, a sook compared to, you know, Latrell Mitchell's ungrateful and arrogant or whatever mm. whatever they're going to say. You know, the, there's a vastly different click response on that. So I think Latrell's done an exceptional job. Uh, he's 100% a player who I'm happy to point out to a kid as a role model for no other reason than he has done the hard work to fix his attitude and that showed in his performance. Um, but yeah, expect weekly or monthly fucking clickbait bullshit about Latrell Mitchell forever. Yep. Right. Dan said, what's the best salty Queenslander comment you've seen on social media this week? I've seen plenty, but this one was up there. I'm going to click it. <laughs> and uh, a guy by the name of Chris Gore, who's uh, on the, the Bronx Nation Facebook group, said the following. <laughs> Queensland's still the best. New South Wales don't have other ways to win. The only way is to criticize Queenslanders on media to, psycho- to psychology demoralize the players before entering the field so they can walk out easily. <laughs> We let's get out there and psychology them. <laughs> psychology demoralise them. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't uh, you win? I'm sorry, I was too psychology demoralised. It's funny they become they become <laughs> the, the the example of a psychology demoralised person is a New Zealander from the sounds of what you're saying. <laughs> it's Kiwi like they get a Kiwi accent all of a sudden. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> hey, bro. Nah. It was like a drunk Greek guy at best, or at worst. Yeah, yeah that's true, too. It could have been Greek, yeah. Um, <laughs> fucking idiots. That Bronx Nation forum, of which I'm not a member, obviously, because, you know, I wouldn't consider myself part of Bronx Nation, but sometimes I do think, you know, just for the schadenfreude, and if you go, could, could I, I, yeah, I, I could go to that forum and enjoy myself reading the post from the Fuck, year. yeah. Uh, but, you know, thankfully, Tool Nation is full of people who are members of that forum and they're quite happy to uh, send us uh, gold <laughs> like that. Um, what are we? Uh, let's say I'm going to delete some of these uh, annoying fucking ones. Uh, Martin, will Gutho take his rightful place at 5'8 in New South Wales with Luai moving to halfback? Peace off, mate. Fuck out of here, Martin. No, no, Martin, no. Obvious troll is obvious. Marty, yeah. fuck Anthony off, Marty. Says, uh, 
Bethany, you know, a long time though here, I'll say. Uh, after getting thumped in the first two Origin matches, will Queensland finally admit their mistake and bring back undefeated Origin superstar, future immortal premiership winning centre, Branko Lee? <laughs> Fuck. If Branko Lee's the answer, I don't want to know what the question is. <laughs> I mean, look, he's a centre, isn't he? Is he? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, he is. Yes, yes, Glenn, he is. <laughs> right. Well, the, 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 only, the only question... You're trying to tell me he's, he's, better, you tell me okay he's not better than, like, a Talau or some sort of character like that? Tommy Talau? How dare you? Yeah. How dare you sully the good name? I fucking dared. I dared. Second generation NRL player. How oh, dare I you? dared it. <laughs> um, well, fucking Brenko's dad is, Bruce ever do? Yeah, and played no centre? You know. Yeah. Uh, let's see what we've got here. Shane says, seeing how the whole state of Queensland play the game on and off the field like it's a midday soap opera, do you reckon they're struggling more on the field because they can't adapt to the new eyes-up level, eyes-up style of footy? Penrith, Melbourne, Manly and South can kill you on any tackle on any part of the field. The Queensland philosophy has always been to build pressure and run a set play on the fourth, then try an attacking kick. Yep, comes back to DCE. Wrong leader. I th- wrong leader I at think- the wrong time. I think yeah. that the new the new rules don't have any effect on Origin because Origin is always a more st- stunted version of whatever the rules are at the time, a less severe yeah, version. Of Therefore, there are less there you know less sin bins, there are less penalties for high tackles, there are less six agains, and so on. So I don't think it has. I don't think Origin is at a ring where where the rules have as much of an effect. And this year, um, there were less good players around Daly Cherry Evans for people to call him good. I guess. Well, look, you know, fair. You know, you can't, you can't do it all. You can't do it all yourself. I mean, and you know, like it, it does a, it goes back even further. Last year when they won the series, it was all about, oh my god, there's this whole new generation of guys like Tino and fucking Fodawaka and and David Fafita that are like the next generation of hard men, you know, for Queensland to fucking take up the mantle left by you know guys that could play football in the past, like you know, like Webke and you know, cunts like that, I suppose, but. Matt Scott, etc. This year, though, those cunts all moved from their teams and go to the Titans and seemingly forgot how to play football or, dare I say, were ruined by the Gold Coast Titans. Correct. And as a result, they didn't fire a shot in origin. And, uh, yeah, people can can hack on DCL, I like too, but Cam Munster didn't do fuck all either. Or Gagai, who's usually an origin god, and the list goes oh, on because they just didn't Gagai have a fucking had platform. More heart in him than DCE did. DCE yeah. got head fucked by Mitchell. Mitchell got in his fucking head, which is more than a fucking lifetime of psychologists and OTs have managed to do. <laughs> and Latrell Mitchell fucking sat there like a marion, like with him dancing like a fucking marionette. Honestly, he he did a brilliant fucking job. Craig says, do we all agree if it wasn't for the Gutho selection last year, we would be four in a row? Yes. Yes, 100%. <laughs> and look, the Gutho selection wasn't necessarily the problem per se. The Gutho selection was a symptom of a massive injury toll due to postseason State of Origin series. Yeah. But they didn't it. have to pick the motherfucker. They didn't well, have to pick last him. Last year didn't count anyway. Yeah. So, I'm I'm all pre- for I'm all for the Gutho, fucking people hacking on Gutho. I'm I can definitely get around that. Yeah, well, I mean, you're in the right place. Yeah, I fucking well, as far as I'm concerned, that can. 
As, as far as I'm concerned, Gutho has never played Origin. Yeah. You know? Yep. Like my, my kid put a Blues jersey on the other day, ran around kicking a bomb. He doesn't have a fucking cap next to his name. And he's played as much legitimate Origin football. As Clint Gutherson. As Clint, yeah, yeah. Correct. Yeah, agree. Uh, okay, it doesn't have a are. cunt haircut. <laughs> Joshua says... Stuff all these dollar quote maroon legends saying state of origin is dead. It's freaking yuck. Both teams over the years have had lean years. Queensland have just come out of a once in a lifetime list of skilled players and now New South Wales are experiencing it. It's supporters like those gronks in the Broncos fan base that make Queenslanders look crap. If whoever's playing just does their best, which they haven't this year, that's all we can hope for. New South Wales have been valiant for many years, but now they have a fantastic cohesive team. They look amazing. But also Green can take a long walk off a short pier. Hmm. Mm. I think yeah, of, that's, of that's exactly right. Of the multitude of of people within the Queensland uh, side that have been exposed over these couple of games, I think Paul Green is at the top of the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think we were talking about that on on Monday night as well, yeah. weren't we? About just the, just the general overratedness of his yeah. entire coaching career. Exactly. Um, Finally, Daniel says, word on the street is Nathan Cleary is going to undertake a revolutionary new procedure where they'll graft part of his substantially oversized chin into the shoulder joint to strengthen it. With this and the HGH coursing through his veins, how much will we flog Queensland by next year? Well, I mean, Not a lot, because if that happens, the first thing he does is time travels back a decade and shoulder charges Sonny Bill Williams into fucking obscurity with his chin shoulder which then has the fucking flow-on effect that he doesn't ever encourage Anthony Mundine to become a boxer. So we're spared that cunt as well. I think you've just also given... I think uh, this time-travelling adventure, I think it's also given Manly the 2013 grand final win too. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I like where you're going with this. Tigers still haven't made the final, so... (laughs) All this talk of time-travelling shit, you can't half tell that Rick and Morty started up again, hey? (laughs) Um, now, what are we doing? That's it. That's full time. I'll tell you what, though. Four. Just to, yeah, sorry, sorry yep. to give us something. Just just something for us to chat about over okay. the week and the weekend to the next episode. Yep. Um, I was listening to an NBA podcast, and they were talking about how uh, whoever wins this year in the NBA, and for people that don't follow basketball, it's a it's a fucking slaughterhouse of injuries with every single star from from every team left in the playoffs getting injured. As of today, especially today, yeah. was the, there was the banner day, um, and and so what? What the the expectation is that this this will be the most disrespected title team, you know, for the last twenty years or whatever they did. If there was a, a draw or a competition done, and you get the the premiership winners for the last twenty years. How do you rank them in terms of best teams, worst teams? Like who, and I, I know it. It takes a little because that's a, such a, a period of time where you you're moving in a big direction in terms of training techniques and professionalism and sports mm. nutrition and sports science that sort of stuff. But if you take twenty years and then get every premiership winning team, yep. What's what are the top five? And this isn't for us to decide right now. This is just to spark a fucking discussion. Mm. Um, like obviously the Tigers in 05 are the worst. <laughs> they're, they're up there. That was they're, they're, really they're unnecessary. 
unnecessary. Every, every, Cowboys fifteen, Cowboys twenty fifteen. I mean, I don't think, know how they stand up. Think of a think of another premiership winning team that the Tigers 05 would beat. Uh, Panthers 03. Ryan Gertler was in that team. <laughs> and he was injured. <laughs> so no. You asked me a question, I answered. Okay, how? By scoring more points than them. It's not a hard thing to understand. Fuck's sake. In the 80 minutes of allocated yeah. time, as per the rules of the sport of rugby league. <laughs> Okay, now answer it. We are not pretending to be Rain Man. And you're saying you're saying it's like you the just said we don't have to go through this ranking, right now. Yeah, you rank you're ranking the winners though, not the grand finalists from no, the, not the grand like finalists. The, yeah, okay, yeah, the winners because the grand finalists would obviously beat the runner ups. Yeah, yeah, no, but I'm just saying like you're not you're, yeah. not you're not ranking like you know grand final teams. You're actually, just the just the premiers of that yes, of the season, just the, the participants, all the participants. Yes. Yeah, okay. Because I was going to say like I don't really rate the Warriors in 2011 that highly. No, no. Um, so then, that's the thing. Does that? Yeah. Does that? The Eels in two thousand nine. I don't rate of that. So, well, I mean, that's, you know, that's that's for the, for the same reason why, like, obviously, I'm going to say fucking two thousand eight because it was total domination against a team that was provably two million dollars over the salary cap and defending premiers. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. But um, then again, who are they missing? No one of consequence. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, look, look, put it this way: they still, they, they still, they still won their semi-final thirty nil, and uh, <laughs> and uh, and they gave us the glorious fucking last minute win over the Broncos too, which is still the best thing the Storm have ever done. That is true. That is with that fucking, true. with that, with that fucking, I mean, that's literally, yeah. that's literally the genesis. That's the genesis of that fuck yeah, spread it meme. <laughs> <laughs> when, it's, when there's no time left on the clock and the Storm have only got one tackle to win the game against the Broncos. Fuck yeah, spread it. <laughs> um, yeah, so chat amongst your friends. Put some shit in the Facebook group. Yep. I'll tell you what, when I, put, when I put this episode up and, you know, we're in the Facebook group and, well, I mean, every social media platform we're on, we always do like a post, you know, in, with the release of an episode. Yeah. So in the comment, if you're on Twitter, do it in that comments. If, you do, if you're on Facebook, do it in the game thread that I put in there for the episode. Uh, if you're on Instagram, just reply to the, 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 the release thing, et cetera, et cetera. You know what to do, guys. And um, on that note, that's full time for episode 412. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us in a multitude of ways. Go to thisweekinleague.com forward slash links and you'll get links to the, the Instagram, the Facebook group, um, the website. You can do, put comments in there, uh, Twitter and so on and so on. And our Patreon, best way to support the show. And I just want to give a shout out to a couple of my wonderful patrons, uh, Josh, uh, Sagar, and uh, Timmy, as in Timmy, the, uh, the electrician. Still haven't sent me an invoice, son. You did some fucking work for me a long time ago, and like I know it was you know, a good chat and everything at the time, but dude, you got to get paid, son. Um, we got some reviews on iTunes this week, fellas, or Apple Podcasts as it's now known. Uh, we got a five star one here. Uh, NRL Soggy Sayo is the, is the title. I now look forward to the hosts, Nate and Jay, furiously masturbating over the fortunes of their chosen sides, only to hear Glenn choking down his unjust desserts. <laughs> Makes being a tiger by default almost bearable. Keep up the most un-PC podcast in this increasingly sanitized world. 10 out of 10, tiger by default. And uh, we've got one here from uh, our new friend, Ned 
who uh, we caught up with at Magic Weekend, and I uh, and we'll give a shout out to his life life as a Mitch podcast available anywhere you get podcasts. Guaranteed, wet your pants, funny five stars. Not only are these three guys funny as heck, they're inviting and very knowledgeable. They've created a great podcast and an even better podcast community. Must listen. Thanks, Sam. Okay, good. Uh, and that is it. Do you guys have anything you would like to add before we wrap this shit up? No, but no. I would like you to end the episode with the song Calories that I will be singing to Parramatta as the ball is kicked off. Look, I mean, I've got, I've literally got a keyboard in front of me here. Um, I could probably take two seconds to figure out the, the, the chords, and you could, and then you could sing it for them if you like. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll plug it, I'll plug it in for the next episode, and I might just, I'll just, if I'll, I'll just play the chord, and you'll just have the signal, and you can start singing it on command. <laughs> <laughs> the Pavlovian response. <laughs> <laughs> Dun- <laughs> yeah. I'm, the, I'm, I'm literally going to do it while I'm editing the show tonight. I'll figure it out. Nice. I'll be ready. I'll be fucking ready, boys. Put me in. Um, <laughs> all right. That's it, fellas. Good nice. chat, as always. Okay. Talk to you boys on Sunday night. And uh, listeners, we'll see you next time. Later. See ya. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.